0: Hello there, Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of seven books, host of two PBS specials, here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want, specifically how to use my life from the top of the mind philosophy to bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. Today I want to look at the subject of change and especially kind of understanding why people resist change. Because have you noticed they do? I mean, have you ever tried to get someone to change? Maybe at work you're trying to get them to do some new process, some new thing, and they are kind of resistant rather than kind of be going, great, what a wonderful idea. They start telling you why they shouldn't change or why we shouldn't change or why this change is stupid. or, or, or. they really resist it. And in a family, you know, if you ever try to imply someone needs to change, have you noticed they don't always say, thank you for sharing, what a wonderful idea. It can come across as actually critical sometimes or superior. So what I like to do is look at everything in terms of how the brain processes information kind of I, I've learned that everything we think and feel and do and say how we react to life how others react to us all has to do with how the brain processes information. So for those of you who follow my life from the top of the mind philosophy you know we got these three parts to the brain Lower part of the brain is called the brain stem. This is where the fight-or-flight responses come from. Middle brain is called the limbic system. This is the scanner, processor, router part of the brain. It kind of scans the environment for signs of threat or danger, and when it interprets anything as negative, it, it perceives it as dangerous, throws us into that lower brain. The upper 80% of the brain, what I call the top of the mind, the neocortex, This is where we have access to our clarity, confidence, creativity, our ability to choose change even in the face of worry or concern. There is a quote that I'm sending out to those 6,000 folks on my quote list. And by the way, if you would like to receive one of my favorite quotes each week, all you gotta do is go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com, hit the subscribe button, put your name and email address, and each week I will send you one of my favorite quotes, along with two or three paragraphs about how to apply that quote to life. This was in About Change, it's one of mine. It says, the reason we resist change is we haven't determined that what we want is more important than what we're afraid of. Because see, this middle brain, this limbic system, its mission is to keep us alive as a species. So it over-interprets negative things and under-interprets positive things. So what it does is it sees change sometimes as a threat. Either we won't do it well, whatever they're asking us to do, and will be seen by the organization as someone who's not worthy or not doing well or a failure or we will kind of find ourselves trying to make the change but not being able to we'll start to see ourselves as that failure. In a family, people often resist changing because they don't really want to be changed by someone else, you know. They haven't really asked to be changed. And so that You need to change can come across as kind of some sort of criticism or implication that they're not enough. And the problem is, if they try to change and can't, then again, they start to see themselves as a failure. Or if they change, if they take our advice and change, then here's the question. Well, why haven't I done this all along? You know, you must be so much smarter than I. You just came on and kind of told me what I needed to do. There must be something wrong with me. So it's a kind of a lose-lose perspective. So what I like to do is to make sure I'm understanding that it's that fearful part of the brain that is blocking their willingness to change. Now, the truth is, we've been changing all our life. So someone in an organization has always been changing. There was a time when they didn't know how to do what they know how to do now, what they're hanging on to and not wanting to change. What I like to do is kind of bring them back to that time. I say, you know, one of the things I noticed about you is how well you've do this. And I bet, you know, there was a learning process there. Do you remember a time when you were just learning how to do this? I'm curious. What kept you going? What kept you kind of working through that and learning and learning and learning until you got good enough at it? Help me understand that. Get them to tell you what that learning process was like. Because frankly, that is the process of change. It's being willing to learn as we go, not see our mistakes as our failure, but as good information. Okay. You know, for those of you, uh, the young generation who plays video games, when the video games end, they don't kind of see it as a failure. They go, oh, okay, well, the next time I get to that level, I'm going to try this. And it's one of the reasons why they're so good at learning is because they don't necessarily see learning as their failure or failure to learn as their failure. We've got to bring someone into that mindset. We've got to get them into that courageous part of the brain where they recognize that they have been actually changing all their life, learning how to do this. And this is one more thing to do that. Now, if we can also make them a trusted advisor and kind of let them know we have their back. You know, hey, I know that change is hard. I know sometimes that people are going to make some mistakes. We are not expecting you to be perfect here. We know that mistakes are going to be made. Matter of fact, if you could let us know how to tweak this learning process so that others can maybe learn a little bit quicker, gosh, that would be so helpful. Seeing them as someone who is willing to change and, who, and, and being willing to kind of go into the change can help others. It's one way of helping them feel good about who they are and feeling good about the process of embarking on what can be an an uncertain process. In families, what I think we need to let people know is how much we love them, you know, and that always needs to be the beginning. You know, I want you to know I love you more than life itself. And when someone is needing to change, maybe they're doing something destructive, maybe it's drugs or alcohol or some behavior that's really messing with their life, we've got to let them know that we have confidence in them. That whenever it becomes important enough, and maybe when it gets bad enough, we know they will change, and we want to help. And if there's anything we can do, all they have to do is ask. So they see us as an ally for change versus a driver of that change. See us as someone who's willing to help them versus someone who's implying that until they change, there's something wrong. Hope you're finding this valuable. I love bringing these uh, videos to you. I try to make them as short as possible. I know we're all busy. If you like them, hey, hit the like button. You know, uh, feel free to uh, tell your friends. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Friend me on Facebook, iTunes. I have these in podcasts. So if you're finding these valuable, I want you to know they are available in a lot of places. LinkedIn. Feel free to kind of uh, follow me there as well. Twitter. And if you do find these valuable, I encourage you to kind of let me know. I always love it when you post comments down below my YouTube uh, experiences or Twitter or Facebook. It's always cool. So I hope you're finding it valuable. And in the meantime, here's to you bringing more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do, including change. I look forward to seeing you in the next video.